Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your word. And we thank you for this word. And we thank you for the living word that came from heaven. And we want to eat you today, God. We want to drink from the rivers of living water, Father. Father, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, understanding God and what you're doing in these times and these seasons, Father God. Let us move in, move in you and move out of this world, Father God. And we thank you that you're bringing a mighty sword in the land, a mighty move, God. We just continue to be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, and obedient to your every word, that we will, you will be, we will hear the words, well, please, good and faithful servant, when we see you face to face. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. This word is called, not of it. You probably all know, not of what? <laughs> probably know already because you've been here a while go to regular churches or other places, you're probably going to, not of what? Everyone's excited. Uh, we kind of know what it is because the Bible goes over and over about it and we've got to be reminded of it. Romans 12, 1-18, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Everybody know what a sacrifice is? Good. Holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. It's not, in, in religion and tradition and, and all this, it's, that's a, uh, a big deal. But God considers that your reasonable, reasonable service. Reasonable, that's just like just getting by. That's like the, the bottom line. And in, in, in today's Christianity in America, it's a, wow, you're giving your time, your, your life to God. That's, wow, you're radical. No, that's just normal Christianity back then. And, and if we want to see God move like He did back then, we got to become like He wants us to become. And be not conformed. Everybody know what conform means? Okay. To this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. All these things must come together to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So how do you get transformed out of this world? By renewing your mind. How do you renew your mind? Well, we're going to find out. So you know what is the will of God. See, people that are carnally minded, that are worldly minded, that are worldly thinking, that are worldly they can't change the world either. And that are worldly, they cannot know the will of God. It says it right here. For I, and that's the problem. You can pray, not my will, but your will be done, Lord, and not know what His will ever is. First of all, you can't hear Him because He's spirit and you're all carnal. You can't think like Him because you don't have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of the world. So all these things working together, and all these things working together, is what God wants. It's not just one without the other. It's all these things working together. The whole Word of God, the full counsel of it. For I say, though, the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly, according to God who has dealt to us every man the measure of faith. The measure of faith. Every man has the measure of faith. So you can't say, well, that's just 
Shane. Or that's just this person, or that's just that person. That's what they do. Well, I don't have faith like this person. No, we all have the same measure of faith to be able to be living sacrifices and to allow our mind to be renewed by the world. So it's your choice. It's my choice. It's everyone's choice. Do you choose what God chooses, or do we end up choosing what we want? Or do we go and find what we want to hear, that we can do what we want to do, and that way we can be deceived by the devil? No, we're going to hear the truth and we're going to submit to it. For as we have many members in one body, and he's not talking about members like a club. He's talking about body parts. I put this post out. You guys knew about that. I'm not looking for visitors. I'm looking for body parts. And nobody understood that. People were going to me and saying, what, what does that mean? I'm like, really? Wow. And I mean, I got a lot of people asking me, and you can tell by the, by the unshared posts that people didn't understand. And no one's going to share something they don't understand. And even putting it out, and I even put it out into, into, the, into the, you know, in, out there, out there, out there. And it was dead because people don't understand. What is he talking about? Well, you got people spending all this money. Hey, if you want to bring visitors to your church. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is, it's like God doesn't need want visitors. He doesn't want bystanders. He doesn't want members to your social club. He wants body parts. And He wants living sacrifices. That's what He wants. Oh, how do I please you, God? And He says, die. How do I please you, God? Become a vessel of honor. How do I please you, God? Obey me. How do I please you, God? Follow my will. But there's no way to do this in the flesh. It has to be done in the Spirit, right? So, for as many members as one body, or all members have not the same office, or the same position, or the same work, or the same function. So, and we're not talking about, right here, about the office of, 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 um, of uh, the government of God. We're talking about the offices of the functions of God. That's what he's speaking of. For so we being many are one body in Christ, and everyone are members one of another. So he's not members of a denomination. And then, you, you know, you don't join up or sign up, then you're, but you, what signs us up is the blood of Jesus. We're already signed up if we're in Christ because we're part of his body. See, everything else is just witchcraft. Having then gifts differ, differing according to the grace of God, with one prophesy, let him prophesy. Whether prophecy, let him prophesy according to the propitiation of his faith. Ministry, let him minister. Let us all wait on our ministering. One that teach, let him teach. Wait on teaching. Exhortation. On exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it in, with simplicity. He's don't make a big deal out of it because God's making you a giver because he can trust you. And he'll put more and more in your hands because he knows you're going to do what you're supposed to do with it. People want to do that. Well, I'll do this when God does this. And God's like, well, then it's never going to be your gift. You want to be... Have a lot to do and, 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 and be faithful with it. You've got to start 
asking God and covet the gift and, and be, in doing the giving to be, have the gift of giving that He can give you more to be able to give more. Just on teaching. You better start teaching. I got the gift of teaching yet, but I'm just holding on to this for five years because I want to I wanna marinate in it before I... You know, you're worried about what you might do wrong with it or whatever, or you don't... Or you're burying your gift or your talent, whatever it might be. And, and ministering as well. So he said, he doesn't make everybody do everything, but we can all do different things at different times at all times that we want to do them. So he's saying this. And he that ruleth with diligence, and he that showeth mercy. So everyone doesn't rule, everyone, and, and with, showeth mercy and with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Have here from that which that is evil and cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Preferring one another. And it's so easy to do that when this person is preferring you and you're preferring them. But when you're the only one preferring another, it gets tiring. So, you, so that's what goes on. Selfish, selfish, selfish. Oh, there's someone that's pretty good. And I, so the body's all messed up because... No one's doing the things, the simple, simple things like preferring one another. And you know, if, if you're preferring one another all the time and then no one's preferring you, it gets old too. So when things are running and moving and every joint supplying, it's working better for the kingdom and for us. And not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing necessities, your necess necessities of the saints, giving to hospitality, bless which persecute you and curse not. Rejoice with them that rejoice, weep with them that weep. Be the same mind one toward another. Mind not the high things, but consent to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest to the sight of all men. For it is possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Even unbelievers. Peaceable with all men. He's not just saying enough. We can't even live at peace in the body of Christ. How do we do this? Anybody know? Renew your mind. And of course that. Renewed from what? The worldly thinking. The world is get, take, get. You know, he that dies with the most toys wins kind of mindset that, that, that we've infiltrated in the church and in our hearts and in our minds because of, of carnality. Or you know what, I'll help other people, but don't let me sacrifice my, me, myself, and my for i got to feed my family first. That mindset, you never end up doing nothing else for nobody else. And then God withholds what He wants to do in your life because you live in fear and you live in selfish mindset and desires. So renew is to, to pick up again, take up again, come back, reopen, begin again, start over, restart, continue, with, carry out, proceed, renew. Transform. Ephesians 4, 22-24 That you put off concerning the former conversations of the old man, which is corrupt according to this deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In the spirit of your mind. 
Well, if God is spirit and we are to have the mind of Christ, then it's the spirit. God, it's not Jesus didn't take our brain out and put his in. But he wants us to think like him and he wants us to act like him. And he wants to meditate like he does and think on the word of God and think on things above. And that's how you make a difference below is by living above your circumstances, living above the carnality of the world, the carnality of the mindset, the carnality of the thinking of this low place. But religion won't let that happen. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and you put on the new man, which is after God, created in the righteousness and true holiness. Colossians 3, 1 through 10. If then you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections, your desires, your wants, your and let go of your limitations here and 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 let your, your life be hid in Christ. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with Him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience. So these are the fruits of how everyone in the world is. And some people would say that covenants is good. The world would say that's our human desire. We need to desire everything. And that's why the commercials and all the, the media and all those things, there's a million billion dollar business. Because it's the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and all the things that makes you think in this world that you've arrived, that you've accomplished something, that you have a name for yourself, and that's why it's so big about certificates and titles and all these things, because it means you've achieved something. But how many know that you can have all of those PhDs, aid, uh, whatever, I, I don't even know what they are, all these different, what the world tells you is, uh, you know, and people have like all these different things by their name, and it makes them, that's their daily bread, that's, their self-exaltation, that's how they think that they've made an impact in the world by becoming great or famous. In which we walked in some time we, and we lived in, but now you also put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put, on the old, put, off, put, that you have put off the old man and his deeds. And put on the new man, which is renewed, which is renewed in the knowledge, in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. We need to know the knowledge of the image of him who created us. We got to think like God. God wants us to act like God. God wants us to speak like him. He wants to, us to walk like him. And he wants us to talk like him. It just said it right here. Religion will say, what are you crazy? You can't be like God. What God desires us to be like Him. And not to be Him or exalt ourselves above Him like Satan, but to be like in His likeness as He created us to be because it brings Him glory. Religion doesn't get that. They want us to beat our chest and pound our heads and 
wear sackcloth and ash all the time and say how much of a piece of crap we are, even after Jesus has set us free, renewed our mind, transformed us, and put His glory in us, there's something wrong with that. It's called religion. We not seeing that in is a, but not seeing that we have this in a lot in the church. It's married to the world. You can't be renewed when you see continue to be married to something, connected to something, following it, believing it, and just add a few scriptures on top of it, or add a few Bible studies during your week. It's a renewing. It's something is changing. It's not adding to what's already there. It's taking the old out and putting the new in completely. It's like changing a flash drive. All this world stuff's in there and you're a computer and all of a sudden you just switch it out. And now you're putting everything else in there. A full makeover, takeover. But the religious people, they are fornicating with the knowledge that is coming out of Satan's dominion. Not, cast, not casting out devils, but becoming one with them. There are only two there are, there are only two minds that God wants us. He doesn't want us to have our own mind anymore or the carnality. We have the, either the, the mind of the world or the mind of Christ, which is heavenly minded. And it says it in the mind. And we have that time to listen to that message to heavenly man. Be encouraged to do that. And it says we are being changed from glory to glory. Who is the glory? The kingdom. God. His domain. He is glory. Let's talk about marriage in the kingdom. So what is the key? He takes us out of, and he, he takes it out of us, the world. The world was in, in us from the beginning because we were born into it and being um, baptized in it, marinated in it, um, bombarded in it and then what comes along that our conviction and all that says hey this is not really right but everyone's doing it but I just know it's not right and then we repent and then if we're born again we get the mind of Christ we get renewed we get changed we get to start being renewed and, and, and changed into the image of his likeness so he doesn't just how he takes us out of the world is really takes the world out of us you can't He's never taken us. We're not going to planets wherever where nobody else is there in the world. But he says, be, uh, come out from this world and come into Christ. So we can be here but not be in here of it. You see what I'm saying? So, he, so when Jesus was on the earth, God didn't take him away yet. He was here. And when Satan came to tempt him in the, in the wilderness, he, what did Jesus say to him? He said, you, 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 he said you, I'll give you this, if you're this and this, all these temptations. And he said, what? Satan. He, said, he could have said, spirit of this world, this age. There's nothing in me that desires that. There's no, he said to him, there, there's nothing, you have nothing, is his words. Was, you have nothing in me. And that's, what, that's the whole thing that God has to do. For us to really be living sacrifices for Him, we have to have nothing. The world can have nothing in us. And that's what the power of God does and grace of God's doing. And that's what pleases God. There's no way to be a living sacrifice when we sacrifice all our time, our efforts for everything that the world promises or what we think we have to do in the world. It's called double-mindedness. 
And you know what James said about that. When we are double-minded, we receive not, we receive a little bit, nothing. So, he takes us out of something, but it, really he's taking the something out of us. And then, because he said, I send you into the world. What do you mean? They never left. How can you send someone into some place when they've never left it? But they did leave it in their mind, in their hearts, and in their being. Right? So he said in Mark 16, 14 through 20, let's see what he says. After he appeared unto the eleven, as they sat at meat, they sat down to eat, they abraded them, Jesus, with the unbelief and the hardness of their heart. So Jesus had just Jesus came back in a glorified body, and they still couldn't, didn't believe. And even one of them that saw them didn't believe that the others were seeing right. And, and he was marveling at their unbelief and the hardness of their heart. Belief and hardness of heart work hand in hand. When you start to not believe the power of God, the, 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 the power that He can change us, the power that we can do, cast out demons, heal the sick. We're, we're actually allowing the world to harden our heart back to, to the true simplicity of the power of the knowledge of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So He marveled because He walked with them three and a half years. And he's like, I can't believe that I've been telling you this all this time and you don't even, didn't even believe. And here I am to prove it. Because they believed not, him that they have seen after he was risen. And he said unto them, he didn't say, okay, go buy a big house. Go, 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 you know, start a big church. Uh, go, um, you know, do this and do that what a lot of people are preaching nowadays. No, this is what he said to them. Go, yea, into all the world. Wait a second. They were in the world. They were standing there and Jesus didn't, translate them up to a mountain and some, or take them to heaven real quick and talk to them there and then send them back. They were right in the place where he res went and came back. But he's telling them, you have to be renewed. You have to be changed. So he said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So if you're afraid to preach to people on the streets, start preaching to your dog. And when you're good enough and he starts repenting, then you're ready for the world. Just a joke. And he that believed and is baptized shall be saved. And is baptized, what, not in water? Into Christ. He that comes out of the world, the kingdom of God is not really a place, it's God himself. God's, he says he's sitting on a throne, but he is the creator of all things. He doesn't, he didn't make himself, he's in Him we breathe and have our being. So when we leave this world, we actually go back into Christ. Jesus came out from, and He calls it heaven, but He calls it different. But it says, the, and Jesus said it Himself when He said, the kingdom of God is not a place. It's not a place you can see. It's within me. He said, the kingdom of God is not by observation. Don't wait to go see this special place where, you know. But in Revelation and stuff, He makes it, all these different symbols and everything for us to understand it's it's him it radiates it's and 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 it says even in the book of revelation that there's no sun why because god is the sun the light of it so you know it was a sunny day 
And wherever you go, if you have no obstructions, the sun is there. Yeah. And there's no shade. And I mean, no uh, shadows in the kingdom of God because the glory is everywhere. So he's saying that I'm the light of the world and I am the glory of heaven. And I do sit on the throne because I'm ruler of all things and creator of all things. And of course, but he's trying to let you understand that it's really deep to understand. You, it's not even that where it's to be in him, minded in him, rooted and grounded in him. It's, um, it says you sit on the right hand of of. Of, of, of Jesus and he says he said that I'm, I'm if you're crucified with me it's no longer you that live but me that live it's no longer that you and then he says that to be crucified with Christ and to be born again means we have been connected back to what Jesus came the only time Jesus got disconnected was the time that he took the sin for a minute he didn't it wasn't really disconnected but he took the sin Upon him for us that we can be reconnected to God just the same as Jesus was. So, baptized and shall be saved. He that believes shall not be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Well, if we're, if we're, the, if we're one with Christ, we have his name. You get married, right? That's the covenant relationship. You marry your husband. You get his name. You get the benefits. You get the... There's no such thing as a um, prenuptial agreement when you marry the Lamb. When you become one with God. When you're born again. He doesn't say, yeah, but you know, later on, you know, and, and, and you know what, but all this is why He says it's called covenant. Everything for everything. And we don't even want to give God a day or two of our week sometimes and he wants everything everything and we got to be keep reminded of it or else we'll just because the world is there we're in it but we're not of it so if you don't continue to have your mind renewed all the time you're gonna let that pull you or that make you think that way or and that's why all of a sudden we don't know what we're doing when you start to move in confusion because we've been more thinking about this life than thinking about eternal life We've been thinking more about the gods of this world than the God of creation. See, it's all about that. Of course, you have to have the one because you're in it, but you don't have to have the one above the other. And the Bible says you cannot serve two masters. Either you'll cling to the one and despise the other, or you'll, you'll love the one and hate the other, or you'll make the one mad and the other. You can't have two. God doesn't share His throne with any other gods. And most of us... in and the New Age doctrines, everything, we, God, they think that, to tell you that you, God wants you to be your own God. And that's freedom. But no, that's called anarchy right. to the Word of God and the Spirit of Truth. God tells us what we should do, and we have it right here written. And it is written that no man shall live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds continuously is coming out of the mouth of God. Swords always coming at me when I need to die that's what I need. So then I can see when the world starts to fog my vision and starts to cloud my head and I start to, to med med meditate because of the things and the desire because my flesh is getting stronger, then I need the living water. I need the swords from heaven to come and kill those things out of 
me and let it be like swords coming out and just arrows of the Lord just killing those things that try to resurrect the old man in our life all the time. That's what we need every time. That's why God says, I need you to keep feed my sheep. What do you mean? What do you mean? You feed them. Oh, and people, Christians say, oh, I, I read my Bible. I'll read my Bible. All I need is me and my Bible. Well, you get deceived and the Bible don't come alive to you anymore. All you got is a bunch of words and become a bunch of different religions. And we know the same people reading the same Bible and they're dead. And they're, not, they're just like the world. They smell like the world and they have no power. And they call themselves Christians. And they just have a bunch of traditions and a bunch of this and that, but there's no glory. And that's what the devil wants to do to each and every one of us. He wants us to stop us from moving and being one with the glory of God. Because these signs shall follow us who believe. Cast out demons. There's authority right there. There's a... The same authority that Jesus had, He says, I give it to you. And that's the sign that you're with me as you, you take that authority and you use it. And speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents and drink any deadly thing that shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not might recover, but it takes faith. It takes the whole thing. It takes the sacrifice. It takes the renewed mind. And it takes the believing. And, you know, and but religion is like, oh God, heal them. Oh God, they've been a good Christian. Oh God, they shouldn't be going through this. That doesn't matter. God will heal the, uh, 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 a Muslim. He'll heal a, a, a guy cursing a, and a drunk guy on the street just as much as he wants to heal someone because it's not about uh, God's favoring people. He's moving in power to get glory, to get people saved and to repent. But in religion, it says, oh, that, you know what? And that's why we, we see less things happening in the church than we see happening outside of the church because of unbelief. Or we think that we deserve something now that we are self-righteous. In His name, take up serpents. <coughs> take up serpents. Drink any deadly thing. Some of the doctrines are so deadly. We drink it, and we spit it out, and some got in, and we're like, it doesn't harm us. Take up serpents. We pick them up, they bite us, they don't harm us. Throw them out. Demonic doctrines, you pick them up, and you just throw them out of the church. Pick up, then just throw them out. Jesus says, if, 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 if you're a son or a daughter, and you ask for bread, am I going to give you a stone? means am I going to give you something that's... If you're a son and a daughter and you ask for fish, am I going to give you a scorpion, an evil thing? No. So why is there so much fear in religion? Be a son. Get in the Spirit. Stop worrying about this and that. And God will guide you to the right place at the right time. And ask Him and trust in Him. And He's not going to... It's the people that think they know everything that end up getting deceived. Ask Him. He's a good Father and He'll give you the Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth. Doesn't force us. Religion think God forces us to do everything He wants us to do too. No, He gives us a choice constantly. That's what brings Him the glory. That's what makes the living sacrifice. That's what smells pleasant to Him when our flesh burns, when we want to punch somebody in the face and we say, no, because God, You said pay no evil for evil. And then You give Him and then He gets glory. 
And freedom, and oh, well, that person deserved it, and this one does it, and then we do this, but you know what, we're, we're Christians. But they're not living by the living sacrifice, they're living by their own, their own doctrine, their own Bible, their own thinking, their own revelation. And he said, it was received, and then, and then after, he said these things after, and he had spoken them, and he had received them, and he received them up to heaven, he sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached, where they go? Into the world. And preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Not praying, God do it. God heal this person. Oh God, oh God, no. Just moving and preaching and signs and wonders follow them. And confirming the word with signs following. Right now, in most religiosity and, and Paul Wash and all these different uh, religious dead places. They love the truth. They're real hard with it. And it makes your heart and you feel horrible about the things you're doing. Great. We need that too. But they lack the spirit. They lack the gifts. And they always demonize anyone because of the, the false teachers and prophets that are glorifying themselves and doing all things. Well, at least they're doing something. At least they got some power though. So they're both wrong. So still don't demonize and throw the baby out with the bathwater, the baby out with the false prophet. Because God will say, hey, that's the only time God said, hey, you that work iniquity. But at least they were working with something. Then you got it on the other side. They don't do nothing and they just demonize everybody else. And I'm not going to listen to either one of them. We need to come out of something to go into it. John 15, 19. For if ye were of the world, the world would love you or love his own. But because... You are not of the world, not of it, the world. But I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So why, don't, why do worldly Christians hate you too? Because they're of the world. Titles don't get us into the kingdom, and titles don't make us sons. Just as much as I can say all day long, you're this, you're this, but if you're not that, it's not right. I can say all day long in the flesh that so-and-so is my son, but it didn't come from my loins, and I didn't raise that person, and I don't even know him. I don't care how many times you say that you're my son. I don't know you. You're my son. What do you mean you're my son? You don't even think like, you don't even know. You don't even know what I do. You don't even know how I act. You don't even know what I say. You go all day in Christian, they tell you you're a son, you're a son, you're a son, but a son looks like the father. Period. So if you're, you say you're something, we want to see, see the identity of it. Where's the marks of your sonship? Where's the authority of the one you're in covenant with? Where's the proof in the pudding? Where are the signs and wonders that follow what you're saying? So that's what I'm not going to listen to. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. And I don't care how many addresses in the Bible you know. And I don't care how many, how many hours you fast and read the Bible all day. Are you being renewed? Are you a living sacrifice? That's the question. Because there's always the proof of it. It's the identity and the authority and the boldness of the righteousness that is only resonating out of those that are walking in it. 
And the world wants to water it down in religion all the time, but God's not going to allow it if we desire and we keep asking for the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2, 15-17 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Well, that's basically what we're seeing. In they love the world, but they say they love God. Just like God said, if you hate your brother and say that you love God, you're a liar. He's saying, if you love the world, you don't love God, you're a liar. It's very simple. The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and he's not even saying he won't give you things in life. He wants us to enjoy them. He didn't put things on this earth and create things for us not to enjoy them. But when they become God, then it's a problem. See, there's always the gluttony of something. It is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth, doeth, what? The will of God abides forever. We found out, how do you know the will of God? You've got to have your mind renewed. You, you say, oh, I know God wants, see, God wants you to work to do that. And everyone's like, really? And it's like, but you think, because you've been told and you've been renewed by the world. And you have a little bit of religion. You have a few scriptures. And you got, you're doing your own thing. There's no renewing there. There's just a, a little bit of a twitch. Yeah, you know. I used to go to bars. I don't go to bars anymore. I just drink at home now. That kind of thing. A little change here, a little change there. And no, God doesn't want a little change here, a little change there. He wants a takeover. Amen. And it's impossible to do it without becoming a living sacrifice and letting the Holy Spirit renew your mind out of what? The world. Religious and the Antichrist are always trying to bring witchcraft on people who are doing the heavenly commission. But they're, they're not doing anything with power. What did Paul say? He said, I don't come to you with wisdom of man or enticing words of man. He said, I come to you in power and demonstration. Oh, brother, but that was Paul. Yeah. Was Paul a son? Yeah. Are you a son? Did Jesus say, all them that believe? He didn't say, just you 12. He said, all them that believe, these things they shall do. So, they're doing anything without any power. And then, they'll make you think you're prideful because you're trying to obey God and trying to step out and trying to be bold for Him. Oh, brother, who do you think you are? Are you Jesus? Oh, brother, that was Paul. Yeah, Paul laid down his life, showed us the path, was a forerunner, say, hey, I want you to do more. What, what kind of father doesn't want the people that come after him to, and if it's all about the kingdom of God no I was the one I'm going to be the superhero that advances the kingdom but after I die you know just sit there and read your Bible eh, because you know what there's a, there's, a, there's a demand on the anointing and when the anointing of God preaches you you got to do something and a lot of people don't want to do it so they have to make excuses for why they don't do it. And then people come to hey, well, all that, I'm seeing these videos, and there's power here, and there's, oh, that's the devil. I'll fit 20,000 people. That's the devil. The gifts of the Spirit are all. And it's like, because they don't do it. And they got, it's like religion, so they're going to tell everyone, look what they're doing. Look, they, they just went to 
uh, you know, somewhere that, you know. But the same thing, he's like, what are they doing? Then that's that judging that God says don't judge other people. And then they do that. And they judge things that they know not of because they're not spiritual, they're carnal. So they're separating themselves from God from their carnal mind because the only way to be one with the mind of Christ is to be one with the spirit of the living God and to be heavenly minded. And then they'll tell you this, whoa, brother, don't get too heavenly minded, you'll be no earthly good. No, Jesus was 100% heavenly minded and he was the most successful man on the earth today in, in Christianity, I would believe. So who's lying? Religion or the Word of God? Power to do what? Heal, save, cast out demons. Power to come out of this world. That takes power, man. That takes submission. That takes the Holy Spirit. Not a Bible study once a week. And become one with the Word of God. And not witness with, with methods and tracks and plans. With the oracles of God. With, you know, all these ideas. They're good. Yeah, they're all good. And there's some fruit. But how about just become a living sacrifice? Not talk about Jesus, what He did all the time, but imitate what He did and what He's doing right now. Not pray and rely on God to do everything, but to do what you see Him doing already. Jesus never said, go motivate them. He said, go preach what I preach. Go say what I say. And go live like I've given you an example to live. Motivate is the big thing now. We've got to motivate them to, you know. If you don't motivate them, they'll just die out. And we're like, well, maybe God wants them to die out. Them die out, then Him to resurrect big difference but they don't want Jesus but they want but they still want you but then there's this whole big thing going on in their mind this warfare Jesus never said go he never said summon me and I'll come and I'll do whatever you want that's basically when something Jesus come do it Jesus come out Jesus go to that Jesus never said go after your dreams Go after what you love. <clears throat> he never said that. That's what they're preaching all the time. And you got to be ambitious. You got to. That might work for right now or a couple years back, but when you can't even get a job anymore if you don't get the mark of the beast, how's that going to work for you? Jesus never said, "Be great in this world." He always denounce those things but we preach it today all over God TV and Christian television around the world he preached give up this world give up this dream and all the world's fantasies and gain and you'll gain life real life you don't even know what life really is he's trying to they've been they've, they've counterfeited they get it's all an illusion you've been lied to I have real life, but there's got to be the transformation. There's got to be the renewing. You can't, it's not just a, a, a sinner's prayer. It's a, it's, it's a sinner's walk into glory. And once you're born again, you're no longer considered a sinner. You're considered a saint. Not that you don't have issues, that you're, that you're perfect, 
but he considers you a saint because he's renewed. He's given you. He's taken you out. He's made you an ambassador of heaven. Every single one of us are not of this world if we've been born again. Because now this is the place where we're visiting. We're not of it anymore. We're of another place. What's he talking about? Where Jesus is right now. The kingdom of God. Some would call it heaven. Whatever you want to do. He preached, give up this world in, in your dreams. So, and God does want us to enjoy the things of this world, but He doesn't want them to have us. God made all things, and He said, and He made all things that were good. God put all elements in this world even to help us, but Satan and, and man come and take different elements and make drugs, and Satan took the uh, Hitler scientists made crystal meth and different things, you know, and it's everyone then the, the world say, well, God made marijuana and different. He put things on the world to help us in medicine and us to be able to help ourselves, not for us to make them our God and not for us to rely on them, but rely on him and to use them to help us get by and to use these things to help us enjoy the things that he gave us. He gave us fruitful trees and, and peaches and watermelons and all these things. Because he wants us to enjoy them, but he doesn't want them to become our God. That's the thing. So the more you walk in the Spirit, you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh of these things, right? It takes a renewed mind. You can't do this with a carnal mind. And that's what people hear preaching like this because they can't, because they're, they're, you can't do it. You need to let him do it by surrendering, becoming a living sacrifice. Yes, God. Yes, God. Not later, God. Not next year, God. Not maybe, God. It's just yes, God. Yes, God, all the time. And every time you say yes, then He brings you more. Amen. You say no, you're stuck. Once you're in the kingdom, it's a renewing of the mind. It's a process. Because if you don't, Satan will turn it into reprobate mind. So He said, "Come out from among. Come out from among, among what." Some would call it the rat race. The religious-minded drive to succeed in this world, but don't have Him first. The world is set to have idols besides God that give to drive, drive your energy, gives you your passion for them. And even the church will preach on, go for your passions. You like people, you like kids. You know, adopt 10 of them. God might not want you to adopt 10 kids. He might want you to go feed thousands in a nation. you got to know the will of God. Do your passions. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And so everyone has a ministry. Ministry here. i got a kid's ministry. i got this ministry. I'm just doing... It's like, well, why are you always striving in it? There's no striving when you're doing what God wants. God will give you certain passions, but you got to make sure they're from Him and not your passions. False Christ and false Christ try to tell you, you can have both of them. You can have this life and you can have him too. It's not what Jesus preached though. He's talked about the two masters. We know in fact Jesus did all the works of miracles, signs and wonders, casting out demons. He was, the one thing he said, we must be of his kingdom. So the religious and the religious are seeing that so they come against Jesus and you. And they were just as bad in Jesus' time, or worse. Maybe worse now. The religious. 
They don't have to be wearing long robes and have, uh, you know, um, these on the side of their face. <laughs> they don't have to have, you know, big Bibles. They don't have to carry Bibles. Religion is a spirit. And it comes out of pride and judgment. And they love to attack the vessels that want to live in Christ, that want to move in Christ, that want to, want, to, want to see His glory. But the problem is, it's, the power is in the proof. That they working together with the Holy Spirit. What do you say? The Holy Spirit working with them. Who? Twelve upon No, He said, all them who believe. All them who believe. But the Cains and the rebellious, they'll always demonize. Those that are not moving in power and authority. Why? So they can look good for the ones that Jesus is blessing. They're full of false humility. These are the judges of the flesh. Funny thing is, Jesus was the only one who ever said, said it in the Bible. I never knew you, meaning you left me. Ceased in your relationship. Jesus was always protecting those in relationship with Him. But warning to stay in covenant with Him. And following Him all the way to the cross. I'll tell you this. Every time you move in power and everything, some religious person will come up to you because they're not doing nothing. And they'll always tell you this scripture. All the time. All the time. And try to put witchcraft and confusion on you. And try to make you doubt what you're doing. And he said, depart from you, work of iniquity. You cast out demons, you heal the sick, you've done all the things. So then you're like, maybe I shouldn't do those things. Jesus was speaking of the workers of iniquity. At the same time, you're fasting, moving to him, crying out to God, trying to do everything you can to obey him. And here comes a religious person that's dead. Oh, but making you look, making you actually look bad for what God's happy for you, what you're doing. It's so demonic. It's, demon, it's demonizing the Holy Spirit. It's Borderline blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is unforgivable. Because we don't have any power. It's His. We don't have any authority, but it's His. So we do now because what we're in Him. So what they're saying is, hey, come join our club, but get rid of Jesus. That doesn't work in the kingdom of God. Unless you want to be religious. So this is the truth. How can I claim to know him and be separate from and separate ourselves from him? False humility. Jesus didn't go around and quote the Bible. On the contrary, he said, Out of your belly will flow the Bible. Out of your belly will flow the words of life. Amen. Out of your belly. He never said, Go into all the world and quote scripture. He came to bring the visible identity of His bride. He came to show us what we can do in Him. He came. He said He wants oracles. Oracles. Not orators. Oracles. Big difference between orators and oracles. Religion is the and false brother being revealed. Yes, from dust we came. 
And we shall also turn to dust, but not our soul. Not our spirit. This tent. But now, the same breath that Jesus, God, blew into Adam, He's blowing it back into us again. Through Jesus Christ. So, Adam had all dominion over the fish, over the thing. And who do they claim to be the second Adam was Jesus. And Jesus says, I want you to be like me, act like me, look like me, and have my authority in my name because you're one with me. So in me you have no sin. In me you live and breathe and have your, your dominion. In me. So... The first Adam fell into sin. The second Adam became sin for us that in him we might become the sons of God. And how do you do that? Walking in the Spirit. By what? Renewing your mind. The mind of the Spirit. He said it back in Colossians and the other places. And he talked about this divine nature. So, we have to believe it first or we get in a hard heart and nothing will ever happen. Oh, you might get to heaven, but what are you going to do here? But God's mission wasn't only to get you to heaven. It was for you to bring heaven here. Through the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. The heaven is at hand. Do you want it? Jesus said, and I'm going to prove it to you. I'm not. He is through his word, unless you don't believe him. Now, if you have the wrong concept of the word, you have some preacher leaving out all the things they want to leave out all the time and brainwashing you and that you have no power. Only Paul did and only Jesus and Peter and knew forever else. No one ever did anything. But it's funny, they were casting out demons and some of them didn't even meet them. <laughs> and he said, if they're not against me, they're for me. So, a lot of people are against him and if they're against him, they'll be against you. But wait. Those that are born again, those that are regenerated, those that have authority, they're confident in Him. And in Him, religion cannot accept this, this type of bold security when a man is alive. But let them, but let that man die. Then they make him a God. Well, the same religious people, but if you died, oh man, that guy was amazing. Oh, do you remember that preacher? He would preach and people would come from all over. The bars would shut down and people would say, Boy, you do that right now, you've got a devil. Because <laughs> the dead always worship the dead. The Holy Spirit and the Word. But Jesus was not talking about those who don't do anything. Why? Because they never met Him. Reciting Scripture does not make me a son. Studying the Bible does not make me a son. Worshiping God does not make me a son. Doing good does not make me a son. Hanging around Christians does not make me a son. What is the sign of a son? Anybody know so far? Obedience. Okay. But well, what? After this message. Huh? Okay, but coming out of the world, right? Saying you must be renewed in your mind 
to have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. So being saying your relationship with me is not how many demons you cast out. It's so you obey me. He was very happy that we move in his power. But many make sure you are not, but make sure you're not of this world, as some would remain. Make us one, he meant out of the world. Make us one. So Jesus in John 17, when he's speaking about us, we would be one with the mind of Christ. One with the body and the head. True identity. Then we are one. We can be of the world. It cannot be one with the world and one with the kingdom. Move the renewed mind. Renewed with their new mind. That's how you do it. So, what are the keys? Or what are the, what is the truth to do it? What is renewing your mind? Resisting the lust of it. Submitting to the Holy Spirit and the Word. Striving to become one with the Spirit and the body. Continuously drinking His blood and eating His flesh. And I'm going to close with this, this chapter. John 17. These words Jesus spoke and He lifted up His eyes and He said, Father, the hour has come to glorify the Son, that Thy Son may also may be glorified Thee. He said, this hour has come that you glorify me and I'm going to glorify you because of what I did. Thou has given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. And this is eternal life. And this is eternal life that they might know that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom they have sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave in me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Ooh. I have manifested thy name unto men, which thou hast given me, out of the world. I have manifested them out of the world. He says it again and again, and Paul says it again and again. They don't want to preach, the carnal church doesn't want to preach that, because they, they want to win people in their soul. They're trying to win, not win souls, but win people over in the soul. <clears throat> now, manifested you given me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gaven them me. And they have kept thy word. And they, not him, he kept it. Now he's saying, and they have kept my word. And now he's talking about us, and you and me. And he said, For I have given unto them thy words which you gave me. And remember Jesus says, when we give them, it says if they'll heal your, hear, your, your words, my words, thank you. 
So there we have it. And he said also, Jesus said, if they keep your words, they'll keep mine also. Or the other way around, something like that. That was very powerful. That's making them one. And they received them, and I have known surely that I have come out from thee. And, see, out from thee. He didn't say, come even from heaven. He's out from thee. Out from him. Then that believeth on me, you did send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you've given me out of the world. Thine art mine, and all thine that are mine, thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. In them. Who are them? We, us, right? In them. Not just the twelve. Because he's going to say, because he's saying, well, I, gotta, I better explain a little more, because later on it might, you know, the religious people are going to um, worship the apostles, so I'm going to have to clarify this. And now I've come no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I have come to thee, Holy Father, and keep through thine own name those which you have given me, that they may be one, as we are one. One, one, one with the Father and the Son, now us, one with Jesus, which is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, O Holy Father, keep through thine own name those which you've given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that you, thou givest me I have kept, and none of them are lost except the son of perdition. Judas, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now come to thee. And these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word. And we have it. And the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou should take them out of the world. What do you mean? He wasn't saying, he was saying literally, and before he was wanting us to come out. All these scriptures. But see, religion will take that one right there, instead of all the different things that we just preached and taught, and say, oh no, i got to be in the world. That's what they do. You gotta understand the mind of Christ. You gotta understand what is he saying in this thing. Well, he's saying all the time, it's like they're, you're not of this world, and all these things, different things. So he says, not take them out of the world means don't take them out now. They got work to do. They gotta pick up their own cross now. They gotta be glory. They're gonna bring you glory, Father, just as I have brought you glory. They're gonna bring me glory. Jesus is saying, they're gonna bring me glory. That would keep them from evil. So don't take them out of the world, but keep the the world out of them, away from them, the evil, away. Protect them from the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and all the things that are of this world. Right? Amen. Okay. 
Sanctify them through the truth. Everybody say truth. truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I also send them into the world. Just like he did in John. He, was, he hadn't yet gone then. Then he left, put the blood, did it. It was finished, came back, gave authority and came. Then later came with the Holy Spirit, but came and told them the same thing, go into all the world. And right now he says, Thou hast sent me into the world, so I have also sent them into the world. So it's impossible to go into something that you never came out with. And that's the problem in religiosity in today's Christianity. They want to try to go and change something that they're baptized in. They want to go change something that they're totally minded in. It doesn't work. You cannot change something that you're part of. You cannot change something. If I'm, if I'm black and I go into black, there, you can't even see there's been any change. But if I'm white and I go into black, there's going to be gray. If I'm white and I go into red, I'm going to be pink. But if I'm red and I go into red, it's red. There's no change. And Jesus says, if, and then religious ones, and Chris said, oh, but we need to go, but you haven't come out. You're just going and hanging out, pretending to be religious. But you need to be renewed in your mind. Because you can't think like the world and act like the world and think you're going to make a difference in the world. No. You might do some good acts and some good things, but you're not going to make, that's not the light that Jesus was talking about. That the religious people always say, oh, we need to be light and darkness. You never came out, though. You're not really light. You're just a religious Christian claiming to false love. It's a big difference. The renewing of the mind must, must be happening. And I have sent them into the world. Even so have I sent them into the world and their sakes I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth neither pray for thee these alone but for them that's us that here he's talking about us right now praise God we're here it wasn't just the twelve for them also which shall believe on me through their words and through their words and through their words and now through our words because he's praying for even the ones that are going to come way after us. If even Jesus tarries, it's going to go on and on. Whoever, every tongue and every tribe that will call out and worship God from every nation, he's talking about them. It wasn't just the 12. And to do these greater things and greater things will you do because he's gone and sat in the right hand of the Father. And thou has given me and I've given them. And they will be one. Everybody say one. 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 Amen. Even as we are one, I and them and thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that's where the division comes because you cannot, you don't want to hang out with carnal Christians. When you go into the world, you're going in as sheep among wolves. Well, it's a problem when, they don't, when Christians don't come out of the world, they're wolves too. He said, I send you out as sheep among wolves. The world is full of wolves. And if you don't get your mind renewed, you'll become a wolf. In them, in thine, and made them perfect in one. 
And the world may know that you have sent me, and you have loved them as I have, as you loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. That's you, that's me, which thou hast given me. For thou loveth me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has no, not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that thou hast sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name. And I will declare it, that the love, therefore, thou hast loved me, may be in them, and I in them. One. Such great news, God, that you're in the business of transforming, renewing our mind. That we will have the mind of Christ, we'll think like God, we can hear from God because we are one with Him. Father, we just thank You right now, everyone can stand up. That we have this mind, the mind of Christ, not the mind of the world. But Father, we ask You to renew this mind. Everyone just put your hands on your head and say, God, renew my mind according to Your Word, according to Your truth. God, I want to have the mind of Christ. I want to think. I want to meditate. I want to, yeah, I want to enjoy the things that you put here in the world, but I don't want my mind to be consumed with them. I want to be free. Free to live. Free to breathe. And free to have my being. In you, Father. In you, we live and breathe and have our being. It's in you. And you're not of this world. So take us out of this world. And make us new. In Jesus' name. Amen.